There we go. We are back. Uh, episode number five with a special guest, uh, Majali. Hey. From Outside Think. Uh, studio audience. Hey, there's the audience. What's up, everybody? Have you, uh, you haven't heard the theme song, have you? I haven't yet. All Let's right, I'm about to hit them. Let's go. What are you saying? Hey. <laughs> I love it. Episode number five. How you doing, brother? Haven't this seen you in a while. Great. Yeah, like, I love the setup. Like, you have really upgraded. I remember when the fr- <laughs> I was here for the first episode, you it know. Was, it, was, it was a little makeshift. Yeah, it was a little makeshift. But now, wow, okay, I see you. You got the cameras. You don't even need me anymore for the yeah. camera stuff anymore. You got two cameras here now. Two cameras. My God. All Another right. one. Another one. Step, stepping up your game. How, how's uh, how's your hustle been with outside thinking all? Yeah, good question. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, it was a little tough because I was event-based uh, company at that time, you know. So, uh, long story short, uh, I got hit hard in the span of three days. 90% of my jobs were gone, you know, and that scared the shit out of me, if I can swear on this. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Yeah, so that scared the shit out of me, and I really had to be like, I didn't accept any calls. You know, I'm like, nobody talked to me for a couple of days. I got to just figure my shit out. Um, so in those couple of days, you know, I, I let myself, you know, gave myself time to be scared and be frustrated. And then I also gave Can my... You talk just a little bit closer to the mic? Okay, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah, so during that time, uh, I gave myself time to be frustrated, cry it out, you know, be mad about it. And then also after that, like, all right, now you've had your time to just be mad and upset. Now you got... Now solution time. And with that solution time, I started, you know, getting my stuff to be online and started uh, switching my services so to become digital. So with, long story short, now we're, uh, OSG's still going, um, starting to thrive now in these times, which is great because now a lot of my services are online now. They're digital. We help people with their live stream. We help people with events via online you know however you want your event to be done you know what we can help you with that um even now even helping people start their businesses because now a lot there's a lot of entrepreneurs now you know from this time you know where they're realizing like a 95 won't cut you cut it anymore you know you gotta have your own side hustle with that my business has been about how do we help people expand with that so we do logos videos photography and we help now online with that as well Nice. And you still got, uh, are you still like staffing? You have like, you have employees and stuff? Yeah. So actually we've been onboarding, like uh, last week we onboarded three more people. Jesus, look at you. Yeah. So like, um, it's exciting times for us, you know, uh, and with COVID too, what it allowed me to do is take time to slow down and also like be like, uh, be more strategic with my time now and be intentional before I was just like a rat race where I was just like I had, didn't even have time to think but now I have time to think and with that I've been able to build a team that way and keep growing that's amazing man congratulations thank you very proud of you it's good to hear good to hear you're still thriving it's mm-hmm. it's crazy times we're like right. eight eight months into it since March right God, coming up yeah. on nine wow yeah it's December it's a whole new world week, man you know like mean? seems like other life was a lifetime ago in terms of you know yeah, like, yeah, it was just, it just seemed like it was a different world where when people were going to work, right. you know, and like, I, I, 
like taking the because I, I took the bus up there to mm-hmm. U District and then I had to bus it. Like that to me just seems so foreign now, right? Like <laughs> this is the new this is the new norm. Every, every Zoom calls and Zoom, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like even last week I was on a Zoom call from nine to five. Yeah, damn. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the longest Zoom call. So I was part of a just uh, one one meeting. So the way they broke it down, so it for the city of Seattle, they were, they were having like a, a facilitation meeting, whatever that means. So uh, they had us all on there, and they basically had a. Then they were paying us, which is cool for this. Okay. Um, so they had us on it for two days straight. Um, of from like, no, ten to five was uh, uh allocated hours, and with that, they just they were training us on you know like, diversity training or inclusion, and also like um. Anti-racist, which even though it was mostly people of color, or it was all people of color on it, but then uh, they're like being like, uh, with anti-racist, it does just mean like we like we just train white folks on how to not be racist, but we also gotta train people of color on how to like um, prep in these times, you know, how to also be uh, be proactive about it, Mm. you know, in in the work that we do. Yeah. So it was very intentional that way, where it's like they're training us how to be proactive in like anti-racist work, which means you know. Uh, so a lot of it was about uh, community building and activities, you know, and being intentional. This was this took nine hours. Uh, no, it took more than nine hours because it was two days of nine hours. Oh wow! <laughs> so it was a, yeah, it was a two day course. So, yeah. so you guys get a break? Uh, yeah, we had a lunch break. You know, we yeah. had a. Yeah. Did you hear about um, the CNN? We're just going to go into the news now. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the CNN? Uh, he was like the legal analyst. He was like an author, a lawyer, and he got caught masturbating on a Zoom. What? Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Tub- Bezos. No, Jeff Tub- Tubin. He was. Uh, they were doing a. This was in October. Uh, <laughs> He was suspended from the New Yorker after he exposed himself and masturbated during an election scenario exercise conducted via Zoom That's video. So At this uh, point, though, you should know how to use Zoom. Cause I've yeah, seen and those. he's like he's like an older gentleman. Oh, uh, he's older, gotcha. Yeah, he, uh, he got suspended back in October, and then this week they're like, okay, he's officially fired now. You know? Oh, so, but I mean, did he just like uh, did he was he trying to like mute it and then he just. I think he, I think he kept the camera on. He thought it was off, like dur- during part doing a break or something, and then he tried to, you know. Yeah, because I've seen uh, videos of uh, about people going to the bathroom with on Zoom. I've I've I see that I've seen that like kind of I felt it was kind of click blip, a bait ish. Yeah, like maybe like that was set up, but this this is legit. I mean, this guy's like, you know, he was like on the news on CNN and stuff, and yeah, yeah that's terrible. That's why you know. Um, when I started working in my nine to five journey, my grandfather told me told me three things: mm-hmm. be on time, tell the truth, and never get caught with your pants down. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but yeah, they eventually they fired him, so they gave him a month of being suspended. But then uh, this week, it was just like, yeah, you're you're gone, bro. Damn. Well, that was our first piece of news. CNN reporter Jeff Tublin has gotten the axe. Right, uh, damn, that's, uh, that's crazy. Um, but you got to learn how to use technology, man. Well, you got you also <laughs> got to like differentiate your work computer to your personal computer. Exactly. Like everybody watches porn. Everybody, you know, uh, pleasures themselves. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's it's just like, come on, man, dude, you're you're an adult. Yeah, 
What? And he has enough money to have two computers, you know? Yeah, or just, I mean, I don't know why he was, I don't know why why, why he dropped the ball and just turning off the computer. You know what I mean? Right. Just I'm, make. It's such a simple, like. <laughs> I can't, I mean, he said he, he is older, right? How old is he? Like, maybe. Just, I don't, I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to say he was older, like he didn't know how to use a computer. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know what I was saying with that. But I think he's pretty, I think he should be, a, he's a lawyer, a legal analyst for the CNN, you know what I mean? Yeah. People. So I, I think he should be sharp, but yeah, he just fucked up on that one. You know what I mean? Damn, yeah. I got to, like, go watch the video. Not to watch him masturbating because that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, watch the actual news clip or something? Yeah, the, the news show? clip. Yeah, it's it's on there. All right, moving on. Oh, yeah, so I got a new segment. You know how there's Florida Man? <laughs> yeah. I got one thing I cannot understand. Man. How could you, Tequila Man? Tequila Man. All right, let's get into it. Tequila Man faces theft fraud charges after filing 65 thousand dollars worth in insurance claims that's what's going on here what a tequila man is facing fraud and theft charges after the state insurance commissioner's office investigated claims he made a totaling of sixty-five thousand. sing grill of tequila has been charging king county superior court with two counts of first degree theft one count of second degree theft and four counts of filing a false insurance claim gill began to file claims in 2018 after a motorcycle accident in pierce county his claim included extensive damage in his yamaha fc10 motorcycle medical bills for injuries and damage to his riding gear and helmet all total, all state paid Gil $13,775 uh-huh. and declared the motorcycle a total loss. Gil kept the motorcycle. <laughs> After filing claims with State Farm and Geico from October 2018 to April 2019, there were inconsistencies and questions regarding the validity of his claims. Fraud investigators found suspicious claims such as photos of the Yamaha to be substantial claims involving his BMW S1000, Created wage loss documents from Harborview uh, Medical Center where he said he was employed. Investors confirmed that Gil was never employed there. <laughs> Duplicated and altered medical bills with dates that were changed to match various claims dates. Duplicated and altered receipts of riding gear. The insurance commission officer crime uh, unit investigated the case resulting in the, in the charges. Gil was arranged on November 5th and the judge has set a hearing on December 16th. Let's talk about it. Oh. One thing I can't understand is how you can just tequila, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. This uh, it's it's funny when I type in tequila, man, in Google, something always pops up. That is hilarious. <laughs> why tequila, man? Uh, why tequila, though? Uh, actually, I, I went through a whole gauntlet. I tried Auburn, man. <laughs> I tried Kent, man, and nice. tequila always came up with something good. Mm. Like I think we did an episode once where we found tequila, man, and he had like. A whole bunch of boats, and he just had a whole bunch of stolen stuff. Like he was asleep at his house, and when they went to his house, he had like stolen boats and guns and all this other shit. Wow. Yeah. So that so I've been on my Tequila Man news feed lately. That is wild. The wild out there in Tequila. Yeah, man. What's I mean? Yeah, even breaking down this story, um, what made him think he can get away with all like? <laughs> I don't know, is man. Is this desperate? Some people just. There's about that life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that scamming life. <laughs> yeah. Um, have it's, you been scammed before? I've been scammed uh, two times now. Uh, 
tell me how you were a scam and maybe I'll tell you if I was scam. <laughs> tell me your story first. Yeah, so um it was around the time when I was first starting to do my my uh my stuff full time and I was looking I used to be on Craigslist looking for clients, you know. Uh this I ran already sounds shady. <laughs> I mean cuz uh even go back a couple uh, a couple of months to uh, unemployment. Uh, part of uh, the part uh, unemployment process was to uh, be filling out your unemployment sheet. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> three jobs. <laughs> yeah, three jobs. And I was going Craigslist to do that. I you know, that. <laughs> I know all about it. Yeah. So with that, so after you know, uh, unemployment stuff ran out, I just kept going on Craigslist because I'm like, all right, there's always like that gig section, you know. Uh, so long story short, I saw a gig where it was like, all right, we need graphic designers to, uh, create designs and then we're going to put them on people's cars. And then they're basically like, I'm going to pay people for advertising. So drive around in these, uh, like, uh, decal cars with, uh, companies designs, you know, so advertising. I thought, I was like, that sounds like legit. So then I reached out to them and they're like, this was recently. Oh no! So this was about like uh, 2015. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, 16. Okay. Gotcha. Time, yeah. So I reached out to them, being like, um, "Yes, I want to do that. You know, I'm a designer. You know, and I'm trying to build my business. You seem like a good client." So then they're like, "They sent. They like, all right. What we're going to do is we're going to send you a check, and that check is going to have your payment in it, and then some of the supplies you got to buy as well." So I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good. So they sent me the the paycheck, and like it was like a paycheck for like five thousand dollars, and then my my portion was twenty five hundred, and then I was supposed to use the other money to uh, purchase equipment. So I went to tell me this though when I I took it to the bank to deposit it. That's the fastest because usually like they have a a hold on you if you deposit like a certain amount of money they have a hold and you know you know or what's going through the process you can only use like a hundred dollars of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me why this that one check that was a fraudulent check. It cleared all the systems and they gave me the money all of it at once. What bank did you go to? Bank of America. Yeah. Yeah. Even more shady to go there. Right. <laughs> So so that's so why I, I, I so I put it in there because that, that was who I was banking with at the time. So I put I put all the money in there. Then I took out that portion and, I, and then when you when you took the bank to Bank of America, for, it was for five grand. Yeah, was, yeah, around five grand. Yeah, that's why I thought I was being like a, I was creating a tracking record because um, I was taking I took the twenty five I took I kept my portion of it, which is the total is five thousand. But I took I kept my portion of twenty five hundred, and then I took twenty five hundred out of the account and put it to a different account. I'm kind of confused on the other account. Like, whose account was it? So it was his. Uh, it was uh, the it was the equipment account. So he had an account for the equipment. Got it. So uh, and it was a Bank of America account. So that uh, I took uh, twenty five hundred out of my uh, out of the paycheck and the, my account and put it into the other account, which is a Bank of America account for equipment. This, this, yeah, okay, keep keep going. Yeah. Man. So then I did that, and then uh, obviously what was happening is like uh, so the, the uh, it took like seven days, but then that was a fraudulent check, so it bounced. So then, obviously, my twenty five hundred got repossessed. So you put twenty five hundred into your checking account. You put the other twenty five hundred into his supposed yes. equipment account. Yeah, and he took that asap. Yeah, and then when the once the paycheck uh, once the uh, the check bounced, he got to keep that because he he took out the cash. He already took it. He yeah. already ran, and that was on me because now I was. Uh, and what, what I was what I was upset about is because I went to Bank of America with this, and they they were saying that um, 
that because they say this was untrackable. But I'm like, dude, like you literally saw me on camera. You saw the transactions. You saw me put it into this account. How is that untrackable? How did, uh, and at the same time, how did Bank of America give you the clearance so fast? Right? I'm like, are you guys part of this? <laughs> I'm like, I've never, like, I've had, like, legit checks all the time. They've never cleared that fast. But somehow the fraudulent check cleared right away. So that's what I was confused about as well. So then you you had to cough up 2500 Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I learned my uh, lesson that way. But I was like, I'm still like, with Baker Baker, I'm like, how do stuff like that clear so fast? And maybe that's the guy knew he found a loophole and yeah. how to make checks clear quicker than normal. I don't know. Yeah. I absolutely can't stand Bank of America. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're hustlers themselves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Bank of America is like a really, is, is if I was, if Bank of America was a friend, Bank of America would be that that one friend that like owes you money and doesn't right. pick, and doesn't pick up the phone when you call them. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was our portion of uh, Majali's scam story. <laughs> that sucks. So beware of fraudulent checks and uh, Craig, and best. Craigslist <laughs> and Craigslist. All right, back to it. So we did Tequila Man. We did the In and Out Burger. Oh. So the, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but in Bellevue, someone's been impersonating a Bellevue police officer. They've been calling people, claiming there's a warrant out for their arrests. <laughs> and to rectify this, the caller claims that they must send $2,000 in gift cards. <laughs> and gift cards. Yeah. This was on the um, Bellevue police Twitter page. So I don't know if Are it's a man or, or is a woman, but... I want to say Bellevue man. <laughs> Bellevue man. <laughs> Let's just say Bellevue man claiming claiming yeah. to <laughs> that folks need to send them two thousand dollars in gift cards. What? How? How do people believe that? I don't know, man. I've I've had. Do have you? You've had that happen to you, right? Yeah, I've had like uh, things like uh, yeah, where I've been called to like send like the IRS. Um, or yeah, something? the IRS. Yeah, I had the IRS. That is I don't fucking understand that shit, dude. And then they get aggressive too. Right. They're like don't hang up, don't hang up or you you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've had it before. I mean, I get it. Some people are, uh, you know, they don't want to be in trouble, you know, when they hear this big things like the IRS is calling me, like yeah. they go into panic mode. They're like, "Shoot, I I got to give them everything, you know." I I freaked me out cuz it never it never happened, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, how'd you keep from not getting scammed? <laughs> uh, I, I just hung up. I just hung up. I was just like, fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, like, like uh, I'm going to get like, in trouble. I'm going to yeah, go to jail. Yeah, I was like, like, if you're going to come for me, come for me. You know what <laughs> I mean? That is hilarious. I think at, at the time I was like living with my folks and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> I don't have shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you, you going to take? Yeah, come for me. That's hilarious. But just imagine, you know, you just made your first like meal or two yeah. and the IRS calls you like that. Then you're going to be like, shoot. I got to send him 100000 and then just find out it's a scam. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel uh, hopefully you're smarter than that uh, at that point. But as the uh, masturbating man shows you sometimes. You Jeff, just, Jeff uh, Tublin. Right. Sometimes you just like there's some things that escape your, your wit. All right. Florida man brings child with him during crimes so the child doesn't become soft. All right. Read about. So Florida man always wins, you know. <laughs> yeah, Florida man is. I mean, I at this point to me, Tequila is Florida of Washington. 
because <laughs> Tequila Man. He's winning. He's he's winning in Washington. All right. According to reports, Ernest McKnight the third, thirty six years old, was accused of contributing his eight year old son's delinquency after the making the young child ta- tag along during a recent string of crimes. When questioned why he took his son with him, McKnight responded, "I was trying to toughen him up." I don't want him to be soft. Authorities say McKnight brought the boy with him as he burglarized three unoccupied dwellings, stole a car, and made off with a package from a porch. Taking a child out with you while you're committing felonies is not the proper way to create a positive influence, said the county sheriff, uh, Grady Judge. I'm quite confident that there is no child psychologist out there who would agree with this guy's idea of proper activity for a child. <laughs> to make matters worse, the arrest, Aphrodite reveals that McKnight led deputies on a high-speed chase, maxing out at 120 miles per hour. It was only during this pursuit that the police learned that a young child was in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, Back my God, right? Florida man. He wins today. He wins. But I guess Florida man is like the uh, big leagues, you know. Yeah, Florida man is like Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. and then Tequila man is like the little leagues. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's us uh, right. just hitting those like plastic <laughs> balls, you know. Little what I mean? T-ball league, but like, yeah, Florida man, that's like the big boys, you know. Mm-hmm. That's where you go to play the game <laughs> <laughs> to be <You> crazy. <laughs> wow, this like, guy took so an, much to unpack on that one. An, an eight-year-old kid with him. Um, so how they're gonna help with that kid's mental because? Obviously, that kid's mental is probably messed up right now. Yeah, yeah. You're like seeing them. Uh, your dad steal a car, mm-hmm. steal a package from. And a you look p- up to your parents. You look up to your dad. You know that's a, that's a, probably the hero in his life. You know, stealing a package from a porch. That's <laughs> such a low life thing, man. You know what I mean? Right, like. <laughs> I was like, son, watch this around the porch and grab it. Like, that's how you be a man. That's how you get tough. I'm like, what? And then they go on a high-speed chase. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. So people should not be parents, but there it is. Florida man, Florida man. (laughs) Definitely takes the cake. When will you learn? (laughs) So how many years? So is is that an actual, like, uh, crime to take your kid? Like, that's actually a charge on the... Uh, probably negligence. Oh, uh, some some type of negligence. Child endangerment. Yeah, or, child endangerment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I wish I knew more. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the next story. Chicago woman reportedly arrested after sneaking onto a plane to see Jay Z. What was her mission? Just- All right. According to reports, twenty-three-year-old Chicago woman was arrested after sneaking onto a plane bound for Los Angeles with no tickets in hopes of seeing Jay-Z when she landed. Uh, Yasmina Payne was arrested Sunday when she tried boarding an airplane without proper documentation. Airport personality reportedly caught Payne ducking under the ropes Mm -hmm. at a boarding uh, door near the ticket gate of American Airlines destined for L.A., Payne was questioned but then couldn't provide a boarding pass and was subsequently arrested without incident and charged with a felony criminal trespass. Payne told authorities she slipped past TSA agents who were distracted and somehow managed to get past another checkpoint before she was in a secure area. Towards the end of the confession, Payne admitted she was attempting to see Hove. She was released on $500 bail but was banned from Chicago O'Hare Airport for the stunt. (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, dude. Like, is was she just trying to see him, or was she trying to get a tape to him, or like a man? There's some signed? that is. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, the gr- the groupy love for Jay Z was that strong still, right? I thought like, he had his time. You know what I mean? He did have his time, but I guess there's all some diehard groupies. You know, can't. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never listened to a full Jay Z album. Really? Like I, I only heard snippets of Reasonable Doubt because he had some really fire tracks on there. Mm-hmm. But I don't really I don't really fuck with Jay Z to be honest with you. I didn't at the beginning, but now I I love his uh, his music, you know. Um, I really? Love, yeah, like um, I just love how he, he's about you know like the smart hustle, you know, and he's always been about like stack up your chips, you know. Um, it's it's never been it's more on an educational tip, you know, being like this is how I did it. Um, mm. you could choose to do it this way. Uh, I recommend against it, but this is how I did. It. This is my story. Yeah, and so I felt like his his music is pretty genuine, you know, like I just. Definitely like uh embodies him as opposed to it's not just him making music just to be like trendy. I mean that's why he he's as popular as he is because he makes music that appeals that is real to himself. Mm. So uh, I appreciate that about it. All right, back to it. Pope Francis uh, Instagram account was allegedly caught liking a model's photo. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, according to an alleged screenshot caught by, caught by a follower of bikini model Natalia Garbado, the account of Pope Francis appeared to have liked a photo of hers that featured her in a schoolgirl outfit that showed off her rear end. Since then, the alleged screenshot has gone viral, which reportedly resulted in the account of the Pope unliking the photo. The <laughs> 27-year-old Brazilian model caught wind of the screenshot and shared it on her to. Shared it on her social lights. The alleged screenshot found the model saying, at least I'm going to heaven. However, the alleged screenshot caught backlash with many questioning why the Pope's account liked the photo in the first place. News of this comes after Pope uh, Francis previously called for a civil union between same-sex couples. Take a look at the screenshot above. Where's the screenshot? I want to see this girl. (laughs) Wow. She's a model? She looks like a... More of a porn star. Uh, she probably is. She probably just on the IG. Uh, IG model, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> hey. Uh, that's Pope. hilarious. And that's what, you know, I I get, like, you know, religious uh, or religion. Uh, you can't deny, like, you know, humans, uh, you know, their desires, you know. Uh, yeah. If you're, if you're a male that likes females, you know, you can't just... I know, I, I know. Part of it is just discipline, but at the same time, it's like you know, um, why would you like limit yourself to? And I get the you, you're the pope. You're a pope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, I just I don't agree with you know where you just you have to be celibate all your life. You know, you can't. You know, you can't be married. You can't have any of this. You know, you just gotta yeah. be celibate. I'm like that goes against all like human and i guess that's, that's part of it but I just, that's what happens when yeah <laughs> you end up liking people's yeah you know what i mean and he probably just he's like damn she's she's cute <laughs> but i guess you're the pope you're not allowed to think like that so and then it's so she said at least i'm going to heaven oh, well, uh, well, well, <laughs> right <laughs> all right r kelly's manager is looking for a plea deal in a stocking charges 
This what? man was caught stalking people. According to reports, R. Kelly is not the only one in trouble as the singer's manager is looking for a plea deal in the stalking charges that was brought up against him. Kelly's manager, Donnell Russell, was charged with interstate stalking. Russell reportedly tried to reach out to one of the victims of R. Kelly with intent to harass and intimidate. According to CNN, Russell was also charged with calling a movie theater in New York and, make, and making a false shooting threat. The theater was reportedly set to show an advanced screening of Surviving R. Kelly. It was noted that Russell is not expected to go to trial, which, mean, which means he has been making his way through the plea deal no negotiations. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I guess that's just some magic going to bat for his uh, artist. Yeah, I was trying like. to trying to freaking strong arm people here, right? <laughs> so I mean, that's I mean that's a good manager for R. Kelly. You know, you want a manager like that, but same <laughs> at the same time, you know, I feel that it's too little, too late. Like R. Kelly's already been, you know, he's, yeah, he's done. He's done. You know what I mean? So I don't know if this even matters. Just getting him more so, uh, himself in trouble more. All right. Do you know who Earl Thomas is? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I who see. does he play for? Um, who does he play? He plays for the Ravens now. Okay. Um, so uh, his wife files for divorce after holding him at gunpoint for cheating. Uh, uh, she just recently filed for divorce because uh, this happened a couple years ago. Like, or I think it was last year, where like um, she caught him cheating and she, okay. um, and she got a uh, she got arrested for it. Okay, let me but see here. Now she's filing for divorce. Months ago, it was revealed that yes. Earl Thomas's wife Nina was arrested mm -hmm. after she pointed a loaded gun at Earl after yeah. she reportedly caught him cheating on her at a rented home in Austin, Texas. Police in the station said Nina Thomas burst into the rental home to confront the cheating husband. From there, she ended up holding Earl Thomas at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. Now it's been revealed that Nina's, Nina Thomas has filed for divorce. Okay. Okay. Uh, you you know what's uh, you know what's really funny? I was watching this documentary on uh, Shaggy. Do you remember Shaggy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Picture me, we were both <laughs> but naked, <laughs> banging on the bathroom. That's what I thought about when I when I was thinking about this story. You could have been like, wasn't me. Mm -hmm. No, it was definitely him. She caught him red-handed. So, uh, I'm going to talk about the documentary now. Um, it's on it's on Vice, which is Vice has good documentaries, even though they're kind of sleaze balls. Mm -hmm. I've heard some some really. I had a friend work out there in New York, and I've heard I heard the place was just kind of kind of broy. Mm -hmm. But the documentary was about that song. It wasn't me. Oh, for real? And I was like, why Why are you making a whole documentary about this? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's thirty minutes long. What? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Was it good? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it. Tell I'm going to tell all the what are you saying listeners out there, all 12 listeners that I've gathered <laughs> so far <laughs> in the past three months. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, so the documentary starts off and it gives a little spiel about Shaggy. Uh, he's from Brooklyn um, and he went to the Marines. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah he, he did the Marines mm -hmm. and then he got a record deal and uh he was, I think he was, he was kind of coming off, he was signed to MCA and he was kind of coming off the tail end and he was working on an album, I think it's called Hot Shot or something. Anyways, uh, the songwriter, the guy who actually sings, you know, the whole picture this, we we're both butt naked. Mm -hmm. he, he was just a writer. Oh. You know what I mean? His name is, I think, Rick Rock. Okay. And yeah, so they're in the studio 
And they actually stole that phrase, it wasn't me, from Eddie Murphy's uh, Raw comedy special. Mm. He had a bit where he was like, the girl catches him. She's like, just say it wasn't me. <laughs> so that's where they stole it. Mm. Uh, but the documentary is fascinating. They they go to the origins of the guy who made the beat. You know wow. what I mean? Like it, it goes real in depth. And anyways, so so they record they record the song, and this was this was Shaggy's last chance to like because in the early two thousand, think about it, Sean Paul wasn't out yet, and, oh, that's and true. this guy Shaggy's trying to do dance hall. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, um, so he's he, so they they finish the album. And they go on tour, right? So they're on the East Coast. And he literally said every tour, every show he went to, all he heard was this. <laughs> Just crickets, you know what I mean? Oh, for real, there's yeah. nobody in the stands? It's like two, 200 people or something, okay. you know what I mean? So they're, they're doing their tour. And then this, this is what happened. They get a phone call on their BlackBerry. And they're like, yo, it wasn't me. It's playing every day in Honolulu on the radio station. Mm. And they're like, what? So then the documentary goes and finds the DJ. So they're interviewing the DJ. And they're like, so what happened? He goes, he goes, yeah, I reached out to MCA because I was trying to get the album of Hot Shot. Mm-hmm. And they, they they told me to go, you know, F myself. Mm. They're like, because they'd already given out all the all the demos or all the promotional albums to DJs. So they're like, okay, so what'd you do? He's like, so I went on Napster. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the album off Napster. He's like, okay. So he gets the album off Napster and he's listening to it, like driving home. And he said he heard the song. It wasn't me. And he's just like, man, it was just so good. So he decides to play it on his radio station. And he was just saying the build up to the song to like to where they get to the hook and whatnot. And the phone lines just started blowing up. Mm. And then, yeah, he just started playing it in rotation and started playing throughout the whole island. And while this is while, while the song is going crazy on the radio, their Shaggy and Rick Rock are still on tour, and then mm-hmm. finally synced up to where he they had a sold out show in Albuquerque. Oh, and he said they did the song, and the place went pandemonium. Mm-hmm. And that's when the blew up happened. That's when they blew up happened, and then this is the "What are you saying?" moment in the documentary where I was like, "What are you saying?" The album started selling out, and this is two thousand, so you know there was no SoundCloud. You couldn't buy it off this. You had to actually go to Tower Records right. to buy the CD. 500,000 copies a week. Whoa. It eventually sold 10 million. Make money. That's diamond. That's like Michael Jackson thriller level. Right. You know what I mean? Is that crazy? That I mean, he's eating. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if he like Macklemore own his own label. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he was still signed to MCA. That part. So but at the same time, MCA's you got to think about this though. <laughs> the guy that's singing it, Rick Rock, mm-hmm. you've never heard from him again. That boy don't gotta work no more, dude. Right? He's he like, wrote that shit. You know like, what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> like ten million. Like I, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know the record game. You know what I mean? Too much. I, I knew one guy in high school that was actually uh, putting out CDs, and when he put them out, he was like doing it official. He wanted to make oh. sure they were on the books, so he'd publish it and all that stuff. Okay. And what he told me was, if you ever sell a million records, you're good for the rest of your life. That's just something he just said. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers are 10. Right. <laughs> like they, yeah. So they're, they're, they're good, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, like, somebody's good. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was the documentary. It was actually really good. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah. That I mean, sounds... cause at first I was like, why do I want to do- watch a documentary? What? <laughs> when it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's funny. So he, actually it was not a personal story of his then. 
No, they that was they were just they were just in the studio, and that's okay. just they uh, they were, they were watching Eddie Murphy. So like, okay, mm. that's the concept. It wasn't me. Mm. And then they started throwing, you know, and then they started you know writing the lyrics and just kind of laughing about mm-hmm. it. But because there's a lot of uh, double entendres about it, like because even if it's like say you're uh, both butt naked banging on the bathroom floor, mm-hmm. you could be a little kid naked and banging on the bathroom floor with your hands or something. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, we all know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But there, there are a lot of in there are a lot of things that they're just kind of fucking around. Yeah, with, gotcha. You know? Okay. And, and I, when I was in high school and I heard that song, I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. I never understood what Shaggy was saying. You know what I mean? Actually, yeah, I don't think I did either. <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Yeah, you know? To be it. a true player, you <laughs> need to know how to play before you turn into a killer. That's all I remember. You know what I mean? I decided yeah. to smoke some weed because that usually when I'm high, I can decipher a lot of things. <laughs> so I just smoke some weed and I put on the song. I still don't know what he's saying. Like I just, I just don't understand dance hall. I guess. Yeah. Even Sean Paul, all I know is "Give Me the Light." Yeah, "Give Me the Light." <laughs> that's all I know. I mean, I guess that's all you need to know. So it's all about riding that beat. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the, uh, it's it, when they go back and forth, it's so catchy. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the guy, Rick Rock, when he's singing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to that song again. <laughs> but but then when it's Shaggy's part, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Was that me? I think this might be the end. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a good thanks, show. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks for rolling through. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll try to get Fantasy A on. Yes, love, I'll be there for that. Yeah, so I'm, you and me can interview him. Dope. I'll reach out to him, see what's going on. I'm going to be out of town, but maybe yes. when I get back. I'm going to yeah. hit them with the theme song, and we are out. Thank you so much for listening to What Are You Saying? So what are you saying? Hey.